Welcome to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter, also host of Podstalgic. And I'm Tom, also host of Jake and Tom Conquer the World. And we are back with another uh, reaction episode to Mr. John Hurwitz's Q&A. What, what, what is it? That's that's right, right? Yeah, it's just like a Twitter-based Q&A uh, where he reaches out to fans and... Uh, Basically, gets direct feedback uh, and gives feedback. Yeah, that's what this is. This is the fourth one we're doing, and this is going to be... I, I think he had two Q&As that we're going to be going over in this particular episode, uh, one from October 14th and one from October 27th. So just to give you an idea where we're at uh, when you're listening to this. And also, if you've listened to this after the fact, happy belated Halloween. Yes, yes. Happy Halloween to all. Yeah, so hopefully you guys uh, uh, were safe, and you know I'm sure people probably went to like Halloween parties the weekend before, and um, so yeah, this is going to be a fun one because there were at least a couple cast review reveals. Uh, I think you know some new ca- cast members that joined season two, uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that as well. Um, but maybe, you know, let's th- throw this out for anybody that's uh, a newer listener or maybe listening to this episode. Um, you know, we covered the Cobra Kai premium show or YouTube premium show, and we reviewed all 10 episodes individually, broke them down, analyzed them scene by scene. And I think I just released the, gosh, I don't know, the 16th interview that we've done. Something like that, yeah. I, I I think it's kind of amazing that we're having trouble keeping track of how many there are now. Yes, we're also running out of people to talk to. So again, <laughs> if you work on the oh, show, oh no, we, we have a we still have a a couple white whales that we got to chase down. I don't know what that we is, but uh, sure, yes, Moby Dick, man. <laughs> uh, is that oh? Is it like kind of like using the uh, unicorn expression, something like that, or? No, you, Moby Dick. It's the thing that you're hunting that you gotta track down and capture. Oh, there okay. are some interviewers. There are some uh, people that we gotta interview before uh, all is said and done. Right, Moby. That's the the singer. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> okay, just kidding. All aside there. All <laughs> right, so we'll go ahead and just uh, hop into these. Uh, basically, how we do this is I will read the tweet uh, sent by the listener slash follower uh, to Mr. Hurwitz, and Tom will read his uh, response. And I, I yes, think it's uh, kind of funny. One of our listeners, I want to give a shout out to Amy. You know, so like when she reads uh, John Hurwitz's tweets, it, I guess she hears your voice or something. Yes. I am the official voice of Hurowitz now. <laughs> so I think that's pretty <laughs> funny. All right. Uh, Tom, you got anything before we uh, get into our first tweet? No, no. Let's get to it. Okay. All right. So the first one comes from Cobra Kai uh, Companion. That that would be me. I went ahead and jumped in because I've been pretty curious about this. But I asked Mr. Hurwitz, what would your entrance song be if you were a contestant at an All-Valley Karate Tournament? Uh, to which he said... I'd need more than a few minutes to make a definitive choice, but some contenders would be Big Papa by Biggie Smalls, We Trying to Stay Alive by Wycliffe Jean. Is it Jean or Jean? Uh, Jean. You got it. Jean. Yep. <laughs> the Hot Stepper by Innie Kamosi, or Thunderstruck by ACDC. And uh, can I just add, you can never go wrong with ACDC to make an impression? I'm pretty sure it's a song I've heard, but I don't know it by its title. Uh, but of of his selections there, which one would you go with? ACDC? 
Oh, yeah. Mainly because I have no idea what the other ones are. <laughs> uh, personally, of the... I mean, I, okay, uh, Staying Alive, uh, obviously, is uh, the sample of the uh, Bee Gees song by Wyclef Jean. Uh, oh, he's from, you lost me there. Yeah, yeah. You lost me with Bee the Bee Gees. I love the Bee Gees. Uh, but Wyclef Jean was a uh, part of the Fugees. Uh, one of their earlier hits, they, um, they covered... Gosh, what is that song? Killing Me Softly. So maybe you heard that version uh, back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. So Big Papa, obviously a great one. For me, I feel that might be a little too slow. Uh, I'm going to go with the Hot Stepper. I think Hot Stepper is a nice uh, nice tempo to come out to. I, I think that would be mine of his four. You know, If it were my four, completely different songs. But I think those are great choices. Uh, so the next one we got from at CK Never Dies. Hey, John Hurwitz, are we getting any more new characters from the original movies? Hashtag Cobra Kai. I never reveal when we are bringing back original cast members. You'll have to watch to find out. And people, please, let's remember that because I feel these type of questions come up very, very often. Well, and again, it's like I've said on this show. You ask these questions, but you don't really want to know. You want to find out when you're watching the show. Right, exactly. I mean, spoiler-free, right? I mean... Exactly. That's what I like about some of the uh, cast updates. You know, the the two that were revealed recently, they don't say who they're playing or what capacity or anything. They're just saying they're recurring. So uh, that's, that's as much as I want to know. I, I don't want mm-hmm. any connections. And the theories that are being thrown out there, they're, 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 they're not even theories. A theory, I feel, needs some backing to it. But when people are just speculating, saying, oh, maybe this person is tied to this person in this way, that's not a theory. No. No. That's not at all. I I think the term is spitballing. There you go. uh, I think that's, yeah, the expression for sure. So um, I'm a little, I'm getting a little fatigued from seeing all of those. Well, just imagine how fatigued uh, Mr. Hurwitz is getting. Oh, I, I, I can imagine. There's people probably yeah. on the plane, you know, in passing, uh, maybe crew members <laughs> like, uh, hey, John, um, so I just saw this new uh, actor or actress on set. Are they related to, uh, you know, uh, Sensei Crease by any chance? <laughs> you know, it's it's kind of like the whole Star Wars thing. You know, I don't like it when people are connected because it makes the world feel that much smaller. Yeah. Yeah. I I absolutely agree with you on that front. Yeah, so I'll, I'll leave it at that because I'm. Just, it'll probably come up again. Um, oh, <laughs> so next one comes from one of my favorite tweeters and also listeners, uh, AC Patterson975. He asks, in episode 9, when Daniel shows Johnny the Facebook picture of Allie's husband, was that a real picture of an actual person or was that a CGI picture of a fake person? If the answer is the former, who is the actor that is playing Allie's husband in the photo? Uh, Tom, before you uh, read the response... Aren't you glad that Twitter added, you know, it's more than 142 characters? <laughs> oh, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. All right. Uh, and his answer is, great question. It's actually a heavily photoshopped image of a guy who worked in post-production. We wanted the man to be clearly handsome, but the, for the photo to be vague enough where we could cast an actor later if we decided we ever wanted that character to appear on the show. And can I just say that that's pretty dang smart on their part oh yeah it's it's awesome i mean they are thinking ahead and you know it's kind of like uh you know crossing your t's and dotting your i's and j's or whatever um they are definitely covering their bases and that's pretty awesome so 
it, it's something that he has said, you know, before in all these other Q and A's. They're not going to rule out the possibility of bringing back anybody. So just in case. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, the next one comes from me again. Uh, this one isn't really Cobra Kai related, uh, but his response is, which is kind of cool. Um, in a previous episode we did of the Cobra Kai news updates here, uh, he mentioned that, you know, Dr. Dre was one of his favorite artists. So I asked him, what's your favorite Dr. Dre song? Impossible to pick a favorite, but the one I listened to the most while making Cobra Kai was still Dre, or is it still D-R-E? Or it, it's uh, it's both, actually. Yeah, it's still Dre, but um, it, it is uh, still D-R-E. Tom, I think that's the song you can get down with. Ah, uh, sure. <laughs> I don't know. Side, side note, I, I kind of view rap and country the same way in which... You've heard one, you've heard them all. Oh, no. It, it, it all <laughs> blends together for me. It all sounds the same. I'm not saying I, it's bad. I'm just saying I don't get it. I would be curious to know what a rap song sounds like backwards. Do you recover from a hangover and now you're <laughs> <laughs> in a uh, much more normal state of mind? Uh, yeah, that that would be interesting. But um, uh, Dr. Dre is definitely one of my favorite artists, and... Uh, I can't wait to get to another tweet later on from last night's Q&A because, again, I think it solidifies, like, you know, I've mentioned before, Mr. Hurwitz, I feel, is my spirit animal. Uh, I feel we're <laughs> cut from the same cloth, just uh, born in, you know, different nationalities. So, all right, continuing on. We got uh, one from uh, one of our listeners. Uh, this comes from at Sabrina Obscura. This pic popped up on a rando site a while back. What happened between Johnny and Daniel leaving the bar and the two arriving at Daniel's? And what are the odds some of this stuff might be released at some point? So just a little context here. It's just a picture of Daniel and Johnny um, just walking along the sidewalk talking to each other. Yeah, uh, and actually this is a pretty cool response. He says, I'm very surprised to see this photo online. If we ever release deleted scenes, I'm sure this one will be included. Which makes me wonder if the showrunner is surprised to see this photo pop up. How did it get out there? Who put it out there? I mean, it had to be somebody associated with the show. You would think. And I wonder if it's like an actual uh, photo of like footage. Or is it something that they were rehearsing and somebody else took with a camera? Was it a passerby? You know what I mean? So it could be a number of things. Yeah. Uh, it is really interesting. And it got a lot of likes on, on Twitter. So a lot of people, you know, like that picture and kind of, you know, the question associated with that. Uh, it's, it it mm. is very interesting. Next one comes from AC Patterson975 again. Uh, he asks, Cobra Kai has been praised for having a diverse cast. And it has also been praised for mocking political correctness. Uh, examples, Counselor Blatt, Xander Stone. How easy or difficult was it to pull off both? My entire life, I've always had a diverse group of friends. So I've always enjoyed portraying that multicultural world in my work. From a comedy perspective, I've always been an equal opportunity offender. Not dissimilar to South Park. You'll see that approach in all my work. Yeah. And I, and honestly, I mean, that's something that I think uh, really is a, a tightrope that they're walking because they are being politically incorrect, but they aren't being offensive. You know, I, I, I've kind of likened it to uh, a modern day Archie Bunker. Right. You, yeah, you've made, you've made that comparison before to, uh, you know, Johnny Lawrence. And, mm -hmm. you know, to kind of quote somebody, uh, 
uh, somebody that I know, they say they're not racist. They just hate everyone equally. So I, I kind of like his <laughs> response where he says, I've always been an equal opportunity offender. So yeah, so I, I do like that. Um, yeah, I, I really like the tight roping, right? Is, is that the expression being used here? Or Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, it's a good balance and it's a good representation of the world. Absolutely. And he follow, follows up with another question. In a fight between Hawk and Dutch from the 1984 version, what do, who do you think would win and why? I think they'd both end up bruised and bloodied. I'm not sure who would win. That's a, That would be a very good matchup. It w- absolutely would. Yeah. Man, that's a good one. I Personally, I, I, I think I would go with Hawk just because he's got that crazy factor going to him. And I don't know if this is because, you know, I watched the Karate Kid ones. I was a lot uh, smaller and younger, but I feel Dutch is bigger in size, you know, but it could be one of those things that now I'm, I myself is older and, you know, bigger than, um, you know, Jacob Bertrand. And I feel he's like small, you know what I mean? Like, I would like to see like the uh, Dutch, who was played by Chad McQueen. I'd like to see Dutch kind of like a side-by-side with him and Hawk, just kind of see who's bigger in stature and stuff. Because you got to imagine, Dutch is is the one that has an actual experience and training in karate. And, you know, Hawk is a lot newer, but he is aggressive, and so is Dutch. I was going to say, Hawk, you know, he's crazy, and he's got that rage built up into him. Yeah, so very interesting question. Uh, I'm sure somebody can make some video so i'm sure that will come soon in in their interwebs i'm sure it's gonna be out there all right so this one comes from at rocom uh this is rad are there any new recruits to cobra kai kids that will shake things up or is it just the original cast of students the original cast will return but we're excited for you to see several new recruits there we go nice and vague i i appreciate that mr horowitz yep Yep. And, you know, we could uh, obviously uh, speculate ourselves and wonder if this is going to be fellow students from school or is this going to be like a brand new group of people that are coming because of, you know, other new characters. So, yeah, very vague. And I like it. Non-spoiler, as always. You know, that's how he is. Keeps things close to the chest. This one uh, comes from, uh, again, at CK Never Dies. Uh, I wish you could cast Harold and Kumar as cameos in Cobra Kai. Would that ever happen? I hope both uh, John Cho and Cal Penn one day appear on the Cobra Kai show, playing different roles than Harold and Kumar, of course. Which we've kind of thrown out there. Peter and Tom are perfectly good names. Exactly, yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so continuing on from uh, you, Tom, at The Drunken Dork, which is better, Star Wars versus Star Trek? The Beatles versus The Stones, The Who versus Zeppelin, Batman versus Superman, A-Team versus MacGyver, a Young Frankenstein versus Blazing Saddles. Yeah, and when I asked this, I, I figured, you know what, he's got to be getting sick of, you know, uh, all Cobra Kai, nothing but Cobra Kai. Let's shake things up a little bit. Let's try to actually find out who this guy is as a person. So that was my reasoning behind it. Uh, and he had to say... It's hard to answer any of these in black and white terms. I like some Star Wars better than some Star Trek and vice versa, but I'd probably pick Beatles, Zeppelin, Batman, A-Team, and Blazing Saddles. But again, none of it's cut and dry. And uh, the amazing thing about this is those are my picks as well. 
Rock on. <laughs> I saw him first. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a pretty good one. Um, I don't know if I have much dogs in those fights, but I do like those uh, choices that he picked. Now, I am a little bit more par- partial to uh, Young Frankenstein than I am Blazing Saddles. I- I've seen Blazing Saddles once, so maybe maybe I should give it another shot. See if- it is infinitely rewatchable. Okay, all right. And so, so damn quotable. Oh, I, I mean, most uh, Mel Brooks movies are. I mean, my, my mm. favorite is Spaceballs. So, Young Frankenstein, I think that's worth another visit with, you know, Halloween coming up for us at the time of this recording. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. think that might be worth a, a revisit there. So, uh, not Cobra Kai related, but obviously we read it because you asked. So, uh, <laughs> next one comes from our buddy Josh over at Cobra Kai Network. Are there any new characters that you find yourself particularly drawn to? Do you have a new, or I'm sorry, do you have a favorite new character? I have several favorite new characters. Can't pick just one. Hmm. Several favorite new characters. Sounds a lot. So, it could be like three. Now, my question is... <laughs> Are they talking about new characters overall, or are they talking about new characters to season two? Probably season two. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, my thought. But uh, yeah, I mean, you you could be right too. It could be the the uh, the former, the latter. I'm not sure yeah, which one you said I'm, first. I'm I'm not sure what he means. You know, we'll have to watch to find out. That's what he says. Yeah, so we'll do that. Next one comes from at Scanners One Hundred One. Any chance of Dutch returning? He was a more crazy dude than all of them. Uh, Sean Kanan hinted he's returning. I saw on YouTube someone had a theory he is Hawk's father. Here we go again with these theories. Yeah. And uh, as always, uh, John Horowitz takes the high road by saying there's a chance of anyone returning. But I won't comment on anyone until the world has seen them on the show. All right. So, uh, fair enough. Uh, Something that has been uttered many times. Many times. Many times. All right. So, the next one comes from at Rocom again. Also, did you get a pair of the Cobra Kai stance socks I gave Billy at New York Comic Con? No. He kept them all to himself. (laughs) Sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that Billy. What a scamp. Yeah. Uh, next one comes from you again. Who is your favorite old school wrestler and why? Always loved Andre the Giant because he was huge and he was great in The Princess Bride. Yeah, Fezzik, right? I think that was yeah. his name. Yeah, uh, great movie. I reviewed it over at Podstalgic. If you guys want to check that out, um, Andre the Giant. You know, so Tom, you and I, we, we spoke like at different times about you know me and wrestling like you know i was never like really a big wrestling fan but i Mm. know wrestlers and i have a picture of me as a toddler on my dad's back in the living room while he's watching wrestling with andre giant on screen oh that's awesome yeah i'll have to find that that is awesome yeah 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 so he would probably be like one of the first wrestlers i've ever known you know so we're talking about like um yeah, well, mid-80s, you know, when that picture must have been taken. That sounds about right. Next one comes from at SeafoodDan605. Uh, is the next credit kit actually included in the chronology? If so, how do you explain the change in Mr. Miyagi's first name? Every movie with Miyagi is canon. The name inconsistency was probably the result of the filmmakers who made the fourth movie not knowing that a first name had been established in Japanese on a prop in the second movie. 
which is I think this is probably the third time it, it, it's come up. Which you know, it's fine. Not everybody listens to our show. Not everybody uh, cues into the Q and A. I was going to say, but yeah. I think it's awesome that fans are picking up on that. You know what I mean? Like between the next Karate Kid and episode five, I feel it was. I, I could be wrong on the episode number, but obviously when um, Daniel goes to visit uh, Mr. Miyagi's tombstone. So um, I do like that, that people are being very tentative uh, to the name change. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The next one comes from uh, one of our listeners at our Jersey Devil. As a kid, I watched Karate Kid. Now I binge watch Cobra Kai series with my 10-year-old daughter. Her favorite character is Aisha. She wants me to ask you why Hawk pulled his shirt off during the tournament since his parents don't know about his tattoo. Thanks. Hawk's parents didn't attend the All-Valley, and he was so pumped up by his victory in that fight that he pulled his shirt off to celebrate without even thinking. He's so hot. (laughs) (laughs) Hawk is my spirit animal, I'm telling you. But real quick, I just got to comment on something. Uh, This is one of the cooler questions I've seen not only because somebody else out there thinks that uh, Aisha is their favorite character, but just the passing of the torch to a new generation that this guy's having with his daughter, I, I just find very, very charming. Yep, it's really cool, and uh, yeah. that's, that's our buddy Rick uh, in the group page. So uh, I, I, he, I think he mentioned you know, that uh, he got to put a tweet out and thanked us for convincing people to turn on their notifications for Mr. Hurwitz. And he's yeah. like, oh, now, now now, my tweet gets to be read on the show. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, anything would be read if you submit it to us. You know, email, yeah. comments. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, but there we go. We love and hunger for feedback, folks. That's right. So, here you go, Rick. Rick, 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 Rick. Our Jersey guy. <laughs> 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 so, hopefully he likes that. Because uh, we, we may have a new review, you know, left by one, our Jersey devil. So, we'll see. We'll uh. see. Um, well, one last thing and we'll move on. Uh, Mr. Hurwitz did say Hawk's parents. So there was a quote unquote theory that uh, Hawk might have had like a single parent, you know, either mom or father or something. That's a good pick, sir. Very good pick. I, let me see. Because uh, I, I'm trying to remember an exchange I had with, with somebody on, on Twitter and, um, I think they were saying that maybe he didn't have parents or something. I, f- I forgot what it was, but I, my response was, well, we know he at least has a mother because she called the school to talk about her son being bullied with his face deformity, right? So we learned that. So uh, here we go. We find out that Hawks does have parents. So don't know who they are, and we may not find out. And I'm okay with that because we don't need to shoehorn everybody, you know, so... The next one comes from iAnthony100. They ask, what's next after Cobra Kai, Harold and Kumar, or a whole other project? Not sure yet. have a few things in mind, but the Harold and Kumar itch grows every day. And it, yeah, and probably more so the, the more people keep bringing it up. Uh, I Especially since I figured out the perfect way to bring <laughs> them into the universe, Mr. Hurwitz. Yes. Uh, listen, it's perfect. Listen to the Voss uh, shares a story from the set episode. Yes. So you you do talk about that there. And that's become a pretty popular episode, too. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, the, the title itself was kind of teasing and, and pretty vague. So people were wondering what it was. So yeah. I, I know it was cool for us. So Very cool. I, I'm still floating on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next one comes from you again. How far ahead have you and your team planned ahead the show? 
Do you folks already have an endgame in mind? We've planned several seasons, and as we continue to make the show, more ideas pop up every day. We definitely have an endgame. The question is, how many seasons it'll take to get there? Yeah, you know, I mean, let's just hope that Johnny doesn't die in the middle of a meth uh, you know, <laughs> meth lab <laughs> you know, she, you know, with, with a bullet wound. So that's all I ask. Uh, and yeah, the question, how many seasons? Hopefully a lot, you know, let's... Um, I, I, I want it to be enough. Yeah, I don't want it to enough. be too many. I don't want them to drag it out. I don't want it to be too few and make it feel rushed. I want it to feel like it has a natural flow. But just the fact that they have an ending in mind and a rough idea of how they want to get there, as a, a, as a viewer, I love that. I, I love the... You, you were kind of making a comparison to Breaking Bad. I love shows like that where they know where they want to go as opposed to, like, a sitcom or a action show from the eighties where they just kind of go week by week by week and it just ends. Yeah. And I, I think this is also kind of like that tweet when, you know, they, they were talking about uh, Allie's husband, right? They put that much thought into it. So you, you can imagine that they probably thought like, well, how are we going to end the show? And then obviously they have to connect from A to B, right? So I mean, they have a lot of other writers in the room with them, not just the big three. So I think, I don't know if it comes up, but I feel like there's the, the number six was mentioned somewhere. Does that sound right? Do you recall? Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So they have a, a huge group of writers, you know, very brilliant writers. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to the future stuff. Okay. The next tweet comes from Charles Weind. Weind? Wyand? Wyand. Your guess is as good as mine. Uh, <laughs> he asks, when does the new season drop? I want to watch. Don't have an official release date yet, but would imagine it'd be next April or May. Which, that's kind of disappointing because I thought I'd heard March. I feel but like... you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll take it. And that could have been me, now that I think about it, you know, because of our earlier episodes where we were going over the Q&As. Anytime I hear the word spring, I immediately think March, because that's when spring starts. You know, like mm -hmm. March, what, 20th or something like that? And then you got spring then, break. Yeah. yeah, so anytime they say, oh, next spring, that's immediately, I jump to March, and I feel like I might have thrown out the, you know, March a few times. And so in other words, I have you to blame for my false hopes. Yes, yes, that is Dick. true. <laughs> but hey, April <laughs> is close to March, so, you know, it could be a month earlier than May. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, technically March through May, and I think some of June is still spring. So uh, there we go. The next one comes from AC Patterson 975 Do you ever read Karate Kid slash Cobra Kai fan fiction? I stumbled upon a Cobra Kai Karate Kid fanfic page once and was blown away by how much content there was. Have never had the time to read much of it, though. Yeah, which uh, one of our listeners and also uh, Instagram mogul or uh, um, powerhouse, I, I'm not sure what, what uh, term to use, but Gertielicious Art on Instagram, uh, she is also one of our listeners. She wrote a fan fiction uh, about Dimitri and Yasmin uh, based on an idea that came up in an uh, interview I had with uh, Anna, uh, Annalisa. So uh, that is available, and if I remember, I'll try to include that 
uh, link in the show notes, but I, I want to ask her for permission first before I, I throw it out there. Um, but I thought it was really cool. She reached out and asked, you know, if she can <laughs> write the idea. I go, it's fan fiction. You know, <laughs> I just came up with it. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a really cool story and it, it was actually pretty lengthy too. Uh, I was all like, oh, I hope it's not too short and clicked on it. And it's actually, it's, uh, it's definitely a few, you know, minutes of, of, of reading. So if you got some time, definitely check that out. Um, so there we go. Next one comes from at Timothy Peacock 4. How did you get your start as a writer? I know it's not exactly about Cobra Kai, but just wondering, and also how many rejections from producers, etc., did you have? Questions not for me, but I'm a friend. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I was a finance major in college, planning to be an investment banker, but uh, Mick Schlossberg and I always talked about writing movies when we were in high school. Summer of 98, he moved in with me, and we wrote a script, hoping to avoid banking in law school. Somehow, it worked. Yeah. You know, serendipitous. And, you know, I, I, I've heard that from a lot of people who are uh, in the entertainment industry, whether it's uh, behind the scenes or in front of the camera. It's something that they just tried on a lark, and next thing they knew, it became their career. Yeah, and didn't Rose Bianco also either go to law school or law major or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Some brilliant minds, you know, behind the camera. What's an investment investment banker do? They invest in banks. Oh, okay, yeah. Wouldn't have guessed. All right. (laughs) (laughs) The next one comes from at Cobra Kai Pod. That would be me. Did you see the progress of Miyagi-Do set being built, or was the finished product your first time seeing it? We saw it in stages. Amazing to watch it all come together. Yeah, it's it's still amazing to see, uh, you know, that that reveal that the the video that they released. So check out the episode, but also check out our thoughts on it. We did a um, you know a reaction episode to watching the video, and um, also uh, I think that is also one of our popular episodes. So hmm. you know we you know I, I think it was like twenty minutes. It's not very long. So you know a quick commute to the grocery store, you'd be able to finish the episode in no time. Next one comes from who I hope is a newer listener. She's definitely a newer follower uh, on Twitter. Is from at Brianna25. I hope it's Brianna. It's just the spelling might be throwing me up. You, you know how Twitter people do, right? You know, they're, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, their usernames can just be different. But uh, I'm going to, I'm assuming Brianna. Uh, she asked, been holding on to this one for a while because it's been bugging me for a while. Why didn't Daniel, the hugely successful car salesman, know there's no such thing as a 5.8 liter Hemi engine? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That is so awesome. Because the cars in the script sometimes change to the very last minute, as mu- and as much as we try to be accurate, things occasionally slip through the cracks. That's funny. I find that so amusing that, you know, people are paying that much attention to detail. That's how you know you have a dedicated fan base, when they're looking at tiny things in the background or, you know, noticing uh, inconsistencies or botches and things like that. It's it's great. Yeah, it really is. And hopefully, again, there's a tweet that is going to come up a little bit later that uh, I want to reference kind of to something like this. But, you know, it, it's one of those things that you know about something so well, 
and then you hear somebody talk about it, and then they make that mistake, and it really sticks out like a sore thumb. That's that's really what it is. Absolutely, yeah. You know, for example, I'm a, I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan, uh, Combat with a K. And, uh, you know, like, if people were talking about, like, the ninjas from Mortal Kombat, and they you know, say a name, but then give the wrong color, that's going to stick out to me because I, you know, again, I, I know that game like the back of my hand. So uh, it's just one of those things. Uh, next one comes from buddy Josh again at Cobra Kai Network. I don't want to think about this, but if there gets to a point in time where Cobra Kai isn't renewed, would you release your plan for the finish of the series? To which uh, Mr. Hurowitz says, I don't even want to think about that possibility. Me neither. No. Moving on. All right. So this one comes from Rick, 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 Rick. How did Hurricane Michael affect the shoot last week? Hopefully everyone is okay. We weren't hit by Michael in a major way, but we did get some rain that caused shooting delays. Everyone is okay. That's good. And I didn't see like any Instagram stories or anything about the, the, the hurricane, so I'm glad everyone's fine. The next one comes from Timothy Peacock 4 again. Are you multitasking and having to work on other projects at the same time, or are you too able to completely focus on Cobra Kai? Focused almost entirely on Cobra Kai right now, with some other stuff percolating in the background. And I could have written that myself, because I am entirely focused on the Cobra Kai Companion podcast right now, and all of my other podcasts have been kind of put on the back burner for the time being. So, uh, I can understand. Absolutely. So, that was the end of that Q&A. And so, the start of the next one, which I missed. And I was a little uh, salty about this because I think he started the Q&A like, as I was starting work. You know, so I was in the office and there was no way I was able to participate. And it kept on pissing me off that my, my watch kept on uh, pinging, you know, like there was a new tweet, <laughs> <laughs> you know, since my notifications are on. I'm like, God damn it, I can't ask a question. But I think I, I was able to get one in there. But uh, before we get into that, let's talk about uh, a couple of the um, the new reveals of uh, some, some cast members here. Uh, just, you know, to kind of put a break in between the two Q&As here. Um, but Tom, are you familiar with uh, Paul W. Hauser? Uh, not not really, but I, I did see I, Tanya, and I thought everybody in that movie was phenomenal. Okay, I, Tanya, I have not yet seen, and I should because Tanya Harding went to my high school. You know? Really? Yeah, you know, she could, she's from Portland, Oregon, and um, she actually dropped out sophomore year, if I remember correctly. Um, this was before my time, you know, obviously, because mm-hmm. she's older than I, but... Um, I, so I haven't seen the movie, and I, I apologize, listeners, that this is a bit of a tangent, but my friend who watched the movie, he said that in the movie, there's a point where she um, ice skates at this mall called Clackamas Town Center, which is it still exists. However, there is no longer uh, a skating rink, and I re- remember very much when there was a skating rink uh, at, at the oh, mall. Yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, it's on Hulu. For, okay. uh, available for streaming. Okay. Great movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely check it out. I, I do have access to Hulu. Um, but I'll say this and I'll finish up. But my friend, he says that he had a really surreal moment uh, that, that happened while watching the movie. So he was watching the movie at Clackamas Town Center in the movie theater above what used to be the skating rink. 
Huh. So it's kind of like one of those, like, not out of body experiences, but kind of like how when Johnny went to the parking lot and, like, kind of watched, you know, like the, the, the scene from the, the opening of uh, Karate Kid Part 2. You know, you know what I mean? So my mm-hmm. friend was watching I Tanya in the same mall that's in the movie above where the skating rink used to be. So it was it was really really interesting. I hope that made sense to people. But um yeah. Yeah, Mr. Hauser, I'm not familiar with uh either. Yeah, I, again, I Tanya is something I missed. Apparently there's some so, some sort of petition for him to be uh, the penguin. So I don't know if he's got any ties to Gotham. It's definitely a show that I fell off after like season 2, I feel. Um but uh yeah, yeah, very excited to see who he's going to be playing because I think according to this, he's going to be in a recurring role, a key recurring role. So very excited about that. Now, are you familiar with uh, Peyton List? No, no, I am not. I, I do know that she's been in uh, some, you know, some Disney uh, movies as well. And it was, it's really funny because I used to uh, cover the show Frequency uh, for TV8, my brain, you know, way before Cobra Kai. And on that show, the lead is Peyton List, completely different actress. <laughs> actress, <laughs> yeah. So that was uh, uh, really interesting. Uh, but yeah, I, this this is pretty vague. Uh, Peyton List is joining also in a recurring role in season two. Um, now, Mr. Hurwitz did say he can't wait for everyone to see her kick some major ass on the show. So it could be metaphorically, you know, kick some ass and, you know, bring her uh, acting to to the show. But I wonder if it's literally, you know, is 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 she going to actually be kicking ass? You know, which side is she kicking ass for? You know, so very interested to see uh, because I, I'm not familiar with uh, the young Peyton List because the, the older one, she's, um, I believe, late 20s, early 30s, the, the mm. and brunette. So... That's kind of funny, <laughs> you know, because I think I tagged this patent list when I was doing Frequency uh, by mistake and realized that there was two patent lists <laughs> that are actresses. So, <laughs> all right. So that's, uh, I think that's pretty much it in terms of like the new ca- cast, you know, uh, members, yeah. you know, for Again, season two. Again, I, I appreciate as a viewer the fact that it's vague. Yes. Yep. And what I also appreciate, you know, that... This could have been easily clickbaity. You know what I mean? They could have teased that she might be tied to somebody else. You read the article and there's no mention of it. So I do appreciate the the professional writers that are, you know, leaving it vague and not trying to be yes. spoiler. Yes, likewise. I appreciate that. So again, uh, the next Q&A came from October 27th. Uh, it starts off with uh, a tweet from at Brian Lynch. How's the shoot going? If you can bring back any other franchise, what would it be? The shoot is going great, getting amazing stuff every day, shooting two units at once frequently so we can pull off our ambitious plans with the resources we have. It's rough, but so far, we're confident that we're pulling it off. As for other franchises, can't comment publicly. I will. Back to the future. Please make it happen. No, you don't want that to come back. (laughs) Yes, I do. You say that you want it to come back, but you don't want it to come back because it ended perfectly. Hey, it, you know what? In his hands, I trust him. No pressure. I don't. It's not that I don't trust him, but why? You know, rock stars always say, "Go out, you know, with the audience wanting more." 
it doesn't have to be Marty and Doc, you know. I mean, I, I thought the animated series, you know, they they uh, continued the story with Jules and Vern, you know, Doc's sons. And I thought that was an interesting take. So, you know, perhaps uh, by this time it could follow Marty's uh, son, you know, Marty Jr. <laughs> there, there are ways. Look, it's probably not going to happen. I can, I can wish. Okay, <laughs> you right. can dream. Don't, don't take this away from me, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. the The next one comes from at CK Never Dies. Is Peyton List playing Allie's daughter in the series? I heard this theory going around. Um, Tom, before you, you know, before you uh, read the the response, I mean, Peyton List was just announced too, so I don't know how the theories are really going around. That's well, I mean, it's the internet. Oh, okay. You know? Good point. Good point. There's a bunch of weirdos out there. That, some of them have podcasts. <laughs> I might be one. <laughs> uh, but uh, the answer to this is, we never comment on how new characters will be utilized on the show outside of what is mentioned in press releases. And again, that's the as a viewer, that's the way I would prefer it. I want to mm-hmm. be able to discover elements of the show as I'm watching the show. Yeah. You know what? If uh, if somebody wants to mention a theory, please, uh, you know, include like a link to something where somebody's trying to back up this theory. You know, I, I want to see some explanation. You know, as to how they came up with such a theory, rather than saying Painless is going to be Allie's daughter. It's an interesting one, but sure, maybe her daughter stayed in Reseda. You know, I don't know. Um, next one comes from at Wistful Gem One, probably answered already. But where was the forest Daniel and Robbie trained at located? Stone Mountain in Atlanta. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Uh, I didn't know they had mountains there. I felt I felt Georgia was kind of flat, but I could be wrong. No, I mean, come on. Even Michigan has a mountain or two. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because I'm over here on the west side of the Rockies, so I'm I'm used to that. But uh, mm-hmm. I just kind of assumed everything on the east side was a little bit more flat. So, um, But no, I don't think the earth is flat, as pe- if people were wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> no, no, they, they rounded it out uh, eventually. Um, next one comes from at Brian Freeman. Yeah, is Peyton Liz playing Allie's daughter? That's a good question. And my question is, how did John Kreese find out about that Cobra Kai won the tournament? Probably his Cobra Kai Google News Alert. I mean, isn't that how we all do it, right? That, that's how I found out Miguel won and Cobra Kai was back. <laughs> now, now, did I tell you my theory as far as how Kreese found out about all of this? Oh, great. And another theory. Another let's, uh, let's unsubstantiated hear it, theory. <laughs> all right. Well, how many hundreds, if not thousands, of flyers did Johnny pass out all over the valley? I mean... Probably not too many because I don't think he had that much money. So he probably only got, let's say, it looked like thirty flyers. Le- no, it looked like it was at <laughs> least a couple hundred over really? the course. Yeah, over the course of a couple days. Mm. I'm okay. going to bet. I mean, if if Robbie could randomly find one sitting on the uh, the pavement, why couldn't John Creese find one as well? Mm, that's a good point. I mean, I have some in in my office. I, I got a few hung up in the office. Too. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, so、uh, inside joke, I guess you can call it. For those that don't follow us on the social medias,、uh, I ordered one of the wristbands from Joshua at Cobra Kai Network. He had these really cool wristbands that say、uh, Strike Hard, Strike First, No Mercy. And,、uh, you know, it's three bucks. I don't know if he has any. You might want to reach out, you know, if you want one to see if he has any available. But along with the bracelet, he also sent a replica of the Johnny Lawrence、um, uh, flyer that we're discussing here. And so I gave that to my boss, you know, who is also a fan of Cobra Kai. And during the day when everybody was, was out of the office, he made copies and put it, put it on everybody's working area and in the lobby. And, you know, he had fun with it. So I, I ended up with one myself. Nice. And, oh, yeah. And the video could be found on,、uh, in our social medias. So、uh, the next one comes from at Neil Bryce. Just curious, how do you go about plotting an entire season of TV? Are you precise with each character's arc for a season or story first, then characters? We start by getting every idea we have down on paper overall story plans, character arcs, scene ideas, new characters, etc. It naturally starts to take shape. Hayden, Josh, and I put together a rough overall plan. Then we bring in other writers to discuss, then outline episodes. What a great process. Yeah. So. Um, I really like the, the whole fine tuning idea. You know, you come up with an idea and then you just kind of fill in the blanks.、Um, I, I know that they put the scripts out for season one, you know, online now、uh, at the Writers Guild.、Mm-hmm. I, I would very much love to see like, his notebook, the, the chicken scratches and the circling、oh, of yeah, you know, certain、yeah. things. I, I want to see that. Or like the.、Uh... First couple drafts of various、uh, scripts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so th- that's stuff that I, I'd very much be interested in. And I, I'd imagine that's something that he would keep to himself, but I would love to, you know, if that ended up on eBay one day, I would put in a bid. Absolutely. All right. Next one comes from at Nathan with a bunch of numbers. What is Sam's reaction going to be when she finds out what Miguel did to Robbie at the tournament? You'll have to watch to find out. Yeah, and you know what? I wonder if these things are televised. Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, you don't think so? No. It, it seems like a pretty big deal, no? I haven't. We, I, I thought we found out that、um, uh, karate in the Valley is like football in Texas or something. I, I, I don't know. Plus, I didn't see any cameras there. Yeah, yeah, good point. Hmm, very interesting. Okay,、uh, you, you know what? Maybe somebody uploaded it on YouTube. There you go. There you、yeah. go. Okay. All right.、Uh, next one comes from AC Patterson 975. Would Harold and Kumar be friends with Jay and Silent Bob? Why or why not? They're all lovable guys from New Jersey, so I don't see why they wouldn't be friends, especially after a few puffs. Harold would probably find Jay even more frustrating to deal with than Kumar, though. I think that's fair. Yeah, I'd like to see that happen. So,、uh, You know, if somebody knows Kevin Smith, hook him up with Mr. Hurwitz and、uh, let's see if we can make this happen. <laughs> Now, isn't Jane Silent Bob, that's Miramax, right?、Uh, they are, but I believe that Kevin Smith owns the rights to the characters. Ah,、uh, and Harold Kumar, I, gosh, I don't even know. That's New Line, I believe. Okay, yeah, see, so one of those things, you know. So, yeah. Yeah.、Um, so, Which again, just call, change it from Harold and Kumar to Peter and Tom. 
Yeah, and Stoner uh, 3 and Stoner 4. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, next one comes from uh, one of our listeners again, Sabrina Obscura. What is the timeline of the next season, i.e. how many months does the story take place over, uh, unless that's spoiler? It's a spoiler, but I will say it's a shorter time period than season one. Oh, that's good. So it could be 32 years as opposed to 34. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had to think about his answer at at first. Isn't that what he means, right? Is it a shorter time period than season one? I kind of took it to mean uh, the time span at the start of season one to the end of season... uh, The time span from the start of season one to the end of season one is a longer time span than uh, the start of season two to the end of season two. Okay, I see, because I misunderstood the original tweet then. Yeah, if uh, if the time span for season one was nine months, season two might only be six months. Right, okay, I get it now, because I was thinking, like, what's the, the time difference between season one and two is the way I kind of understood it, and so but that makes sense because there's no, like, you know, winking uh, emoticon or anything like mm. that, so uh, that is interesting, so... Gosh, you know what, uh, man, for it to be shorter, but you know what, maybe there's going to be like less training because, right, we've already been introduced to the characters and stuff. So, um, yeah, maybe it's just going to be just straight up the story instead of like less training, it's just more butt kicking. Yeah. Okay, next one comes from C. Hoffman 917 Any cameos from the past franchise this season? Can you write a part for Pat's daughter to be in it? And will they let you keep the whole can of soda on your flight? <laughs> uh, he says, can't comment on uh, the cameos, but every character from past movies has the potential to show up. Don't think Pat's daughter acts. And yes, they gave me the full can of soda. I opted for Coke Zero. Less calories. He has mentioned uh, he doesn't like calories unless it's beer. And you know what? Uh, I am a fan of Coca Zero. Particularly if you go to those uh, fancy uh, fountains that they have and you get vanilla Coke Zero. It's mm. pretty, it, it's total amaze balls. I'm going to have to try that. Um, now, Coke Zero, how different is that from like Diet Coke in terms of the it taste? It tastes more like regular Coke. Really? Much more like regular Coke. So would you say Coke Zero is to Coke diet Dr. Pepper is to Dr. Pepper? I would say Coke Zero is to Coke what Dr. Pepper 10 is to Dr. Pepper. What the hell is Dr. Pepper 10? You don't have Dr. Pepper 10 out there? Wait, do they still have that? I felt like that was like a limited thing. I think I remember that. Oh, well, they got like, I can walk less than a mile and get Dr. Pepper 10, dude. Mm, okay, all right. Well, And again, I'll... it is total amazeballs. All right, I'll, I'll have to try Coke Zero first, <laughs> and then I'll try your your vanilla at the fountain it's, because it's, it, yeah, yeah. M- most places I eat during lunch for work it, it has those fountains, you know, Burger King and uh, Jack in the Box and stuff. Yep, so. it's, it's become my uh, go to choice for those uh, overly complicated fountains. All right, uh, I do like this tweet because uh, recently, if you guys missed it, uh, Ralph Macchio did post a picture of him and Pat Morita's daughter Allie, uh, Allie with a Y. So oh. yeah, so there we go. Um, I no, I there's no theory that that alley is related to the other alley <laughs> or anything. All right, people, so keep, keep those theories to, <laughs> keep those theories to yourself. All right, okay. The next one comes um, from Brianna twenty five. Do or why rather do 
Why do I think of a dozen questions to ask you on non-Q&A days, but then when you do a Q&A day, I can't think of a single one? To which he says, performance anxiety? <laughs> uh, you know what? I, th- I feel like we have all of those problems. Now, here's, here's what I would suggest, Brianna. Uh, Brianna, Brianna. What I do is I, I do get a lot of questions that, you know, flood into my head in between the Q&A sessions. I try to remember just one, just the one. And that's how I get like that first question out there immediately when I get a notification. I get that first tweet out and then I start thinking. And then maybe, you know, you start scrolling and you see somebody ask a question that may trigger one of the questions that you had. So that's the way I go about it. And, you know, I tend to come up with, uh, I would say anywhere from like two, two to four questions per Q&A session. So uh, it worked for me. How about you, Tom? Do you do anything different or do you write them down? You know what? If I'm going to have an interview, like an actual sit-down interview, I'll I'll, I'll write them out uh, ahead of time and uh, I'll kind of weed out the ones that I think are the weakest ones. Uh, But as far as these Q&As, I just think of stuff off the top of my head that I feel he might find interesting. And that's about all. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Next one comes from AC Patterson 975. Many Star Wars fans who hated The Last Jedi have praised Cobra Kai as an example of how to continue a classic movie franchise. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel nice that people like our show. But I also wish the Star Wars team nothing but success as they continue tackling the near-impossible challenge of trying to please a billion passionate fans at once. And this is kind of our tie to like Breaking Bad too, because uh, Ryan Johnson, you know, has had a hand in in Breaking Bad. I mean, he a major uh, hand. One of his episodes won a freaking um, Emmy. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, Ozymandias. Did didn't he write that one? Uh, he wrote and directed it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so and that is one of my favorite hours of television of all time. Yeah, I I completely agree. I always fight with Devin between that one and uh, uh, the Battle of the. Bastards, I think, from Game of Thrones. He, we always fight which one's the be- the better hour. Mm. And yeah. um, I, I said, to be fair, his is a legit one hour. Ours is probably like forty two minutes. So, so I gave him the win. But uh, <laughs> I still hold my stand there. That uh, I, I, I gotta agree with you on that yeah. one. <laughs> uh, so, um, and yeah, as far as Star Wars fans, I consider myself a Star Wars fan. Just don't get me started on Star Wars fans right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we probably don't want to get into Last Jedi because that's so divisive. I mean, there were some things to like and some things not to like. So, yeah, with, with Cobra Kai, we've heard some people have said that they um, the humor was too much for them. Um, some didn't like how Daniel was portrayed. So, you know, there, there's some naysayers when it comes oh, to yeah. Cobra you, Kai, you too. You can't just please everyone. Can't please it's, them all. It, it's impossible. You just got to f- follow your instinct. And stick to your plan. Yeah. So the next one uh, comes from at Andy Groose. Uh, what would you and William Zapka think about a new series telling Greg's side of the story? You can call it Toland. Uh, hashtag just one of the guys too. What's Toland? His character from just one of the guys. Oh, is that his last name? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Greg, I <laughs> assumed great. it was his character. I've seen it in a while, but um, just throwing this out now, that is a movie we'll be reviewing on the show at one point, yes. at some point. Uh, to which Shiro, it says, that was actually our original plan, but we got a lot more traction with the Karate Kid continuation pitch. Yeah. 
I, I can see how that happens. I mean, Ralph Macchio isn't in just one of the guys, but uh, he could have been. He well, he was he mentioned. Could have, he could have been one of the other guys. Well, yes, but uh, he was uh, mentioned because the, the 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 young lady. I you know, forgive me, I f- don't know her name. Um, but the the lead actress in there, when she dresses up as a uh, as a man, she kind of looks like Ralph Macho, and I feel that was like a joke in the movie too. You know, Possibly. that they might have referred you know him him or her to the Karate Kid or something like that. Hmm. But uh, yeah, we got to get on that one soon, and we have a uh, a guest host for that episode too. So soon come. Yes. Uh, he follows up with another tweet. Would you say this coming season will have the same kind of very ambiguous line between good and bad? To me, that was the soul of season one. To which uh, Mr. Horowitz replied, I would say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of, of when Martin Cove told the story, you know, of uh, how they pitched him, how John Kreese is going to be. A little mm-hmm. bit of good and a little bit of bad. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Uh, next one comes from at the Pizza Tech. Is there a tentative date for the season two premiere? Yes, but it's tentative, so not able to share. I would expect the shows to come out at a similar time as last year, give or take a few weeks. So back to the uh, the first uh, the previous Q and A uh, about April May perhaps. Next one comes from at not Kathleen Trainer. Still not Kathleen Turner. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. They removed all the uh, the vowels. Yeah, uh, that's that's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> there we go. Hey, you, you know I'm terrible with words. Uh, <laughs> any special guest, and maybe hints that will make Die Hard T. Oh, the Karate Kid fans, the Karate Kid and Cobra Kai fans squeal with delight as we anxiously and torturously await the next season. No hints or promises of special guests. But I can guarantee fans of the Karate Kid films will squeal many times over while watching the season we have planned. I mean, I kind of squealed on the inside reading this tweet. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, he's being very ambiguous. He's not saying if we're going to squeal because of a familiar face, we're going to squeal because of uh, a story element or or anything like that. But squeals will be had. That's a guarantee. It could be jokes. It could be jokes. I I squealed when I saw a dick uh, spray painted on the billboard (laughs) next to Daniel's (laughs) face. I squealed. That's funny. So there's going to be some squealing to be had for sure. Um, All right. So next one comes from Brianna25. Oh, I've got one. What's your favorite guilty pleasure TV show when you need to distress? Like, if I'm having a bad day, I go home and watch stupid ghost shows because they make me laugh. What do you watch when you need to disengage your brain and just enjoy something? Now, before you continue, this is the tweet that I've been waiting for. Okay. Uh, Horowitz says, I never feel guilty about watching anything that happens to entertain me. For years, I would routinely watch anything in the pawn stores, storage wars genre. But usually when I want to turn my mind off, I'll seek out any coverage I can find of the New York Mets. All right. So... Uh, Pawn Stars is a show that I watch. It's actually my go-to when I'm laying in bed and I'm looking for a movie to watch and I can't find one. I go, eh, I'll just throw in Pawn Stars because there's like 15 seasons on demand. And um, also, I just discovered that they have another show called, I, I think it's called like Pawn, Pawneology or something like that. Um, but Tom, are you familiar with Pawn Stars at all? I'm familiar with it, yeah. 
Okay, so they have a spin-off show where that group of guys, you know, the dad, the son, and I don't know what the other dude's relation is to them, but it's a it's a like a game show, right? So you have contestants that come on that will go up against the pawn stars in in trivia questions or whatever. And um, you know, they get um, you know, money value and stuff for every correct answer and et cetera, et cetera. And you could win items that are taken out of their pawn shop. And, um, and then there's like a big prize at the very end too. However, it's kind of like a, you get 60 seconds to answer, um, 10 questions. And, you know, if you get r- more right, uh, you get to win like the big, um, the big prize from, from their shop. But the thing is, it's you versus the three of them. So, so it's unfair, right? But, you know, that's like Vegas rules, right? House, um, house rules or, uh, has the upper hand or whatever. So I, I think it's actually a, a very interesting, um, uh, concept for, for, for the show. So if anybody likes Pawn Stars, give that one, uh, a shot because I enjoy that one too. But uh, again, solidifies that John Herwitz and I are cut from the same cloth. We both like Pawn Stars. <laughs> Storage Wars, I don't watch as often, but it is one that I watch too. You know, as far as far as me, my uh, guilty pleasure, it, it's one that I know is dumb. I know it doesn't really have a lot of redeeming values, but I can't help but watch Jackass and just <laughs> giggle like, like a, a little kid watching the Three Stooges. Now, one of those guys is from Portland. Is this Steve-O? Is Steve-O from Portland? I, I'm not sure on their biographies. Uh-huh. I just know that... Uh, uh, Steve-O has this, uh, trick he calls the butterfly and I'll, uh, I'll let you look that one up, sir. No, thanks. Um, <laughs> uh, in, in terms of, you know, these, these are reality shows and, and stuff like that. So Pawn Stars is definitely my, my, uh, I would, I would say it's my one B, my one A is Chopped. I, I love Chopped. And oh, my actually, wife loves that. Yeah, I love everything on the Food Network, and it's been very nice to see a lot of Portland people on there as well, Of uh, one of which who ended up winning. She uh, ended up opening her own restaurant and still has her food truck. Uh, she was a, a woman from Thailand, you know, oh, who uh, came over. So you, you may remember that episode. Um, all right, so moving on to more Cobra Kai stuff. Uh, next one comes from at Graham Teacher. How would you continue other classic 89s movies? Maybe 80s movies is I think, I think Yeah, I think that was a yeah. bit of a typo. Mm-hmm. Uh, some I would do in a similar manner as Cobra Kai. Others I'd reboot in a fresh way. All depends on the particular property, how beloved the characters are, the status of the actors, and a variety of other considerations. <laughs> Back to the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Ooh, that was a really bad frog in my throat. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that very much. Uh, so we'll see if something happens. You know, we, we've seen in previous Q&As as well that uh, there were plans for like the Harold and Kumar uh, animated series. And mm-hmm. didn't, they say, didn't he say that they even made the pilot? And did yeah, that just, yeah, yeah see? it just didn't get so, picked up uh, at Adult Swim. I, I think there was like a, a change uh, uh, in like the executives or something like that. Yeah, see, so... Um, I would love to, you know, to see what else they could possibly um, uh, explore. So, next one comes from GoHawks1988. Uh, team Robbie or Team Miguel? Impossible to answer. Team both. <laughs> I like that. Touche. I like that. Very good. 
Next one comes from AC Patterson 975. Will there ever be a Cobra Kai video game? Wow. I hope so. I know Sony has talked about it. Now, what kind yep. of video game do you think that would be? Would that be like a like a Mortal Kombat type fighting game? Would it be a side-scrolling adventure? Would it be, you know, uh, like the old uh, Karate Kid game that everybody hates? Hell no. I hope it's not that one. No, um, <laughs> I feel, I, I think we got to do like the Mortal Kombat Street Fighter style. You know, one-on-one fighting and you have... Uh, anyone that has ever fought in the Karate Kid Cobra Kai universe, you know, so bring back the original Cobras, you know, Mr. Miyagi will be a fighter. Um, Just don't bring back Jaden Smith. Who? Jaden Smith. Screw that guy. (laughs) Who? Exactly. Tom, I was trying to help you out. That that would have been... (laughs) That's what you would have said, you know, but um, see, that's not part of canon. Mr. Herbert has said as much. Uh, he acknowledges that they exist, but uh, I, yeah, that now y- you know what? M- maybe he would be like uh, some sort of cheat code, you know, so he won't be in the game unless you just that person that wants to play as him. You know what I mean? So um, uh, I, I would like that very much, and you know, maybe we can include Sato, you know, and Chosen. That that'd be great. I'd love to have all these people fight. You know what? It does sound like it'd be a fun game to to kill a couple hours with. Honestly, yeah. So if anybody or game developers out there and you are listening to this, just some royalties, some royalties, and maybe <laughs> have uh, two background homeless people eating a bowl of rice, <laughs> you know, they'd call them Pete and Tom. <laughs> yeah, those, those are doable if you're looking for ideas to, you know, for background uh, people in the video games. Yeah, I, I played those games, so I know how it works. Um, all right. So the next one comes from Andrew... Ayala, uh, 007, apologies if I butcher that, which I probably did. Do you need a recurring Latino local town cop to break up the mishaps between Daniel and Johnny? Asking for a friend. Uh, to which he says, make sure your agent puts you up for roles. That'd be pretty cool if you get hired on to kind of do what you already do in your, your real life. That you would know, be pretty cool. Occupation. Yeah. I, I mentioned before on like, you know, a few episodes that I, I'm a mailman and, um, Portland, you know, we've had, uh, many shows film here at Portlandia, uh, Grimm, you know, um, uh, Leverage, which is, has canceled. So we've had some very notable, uh, TV shows, but I often wonder if I'm just walking around delivering one day and they're shooting. And like ask me to be in it, I'd be like, hell yes. <laughs> are, are you saying that you want to be a uh, recurring local mailman breaking up the shenanigans between Daniel and Johnny? Now, uh, uh, no, but I would love <laughs> to be a recurring mailman that just delivers mail to uh, Cobra Kai and you know try to talk shop with them or something like that. I was gonna say you stop, you stop in for some hand pizza over at the convenience store. On, on my lunch break, because yeah. remember, I'm on the clock here. Now, see, I, I can't stop the fight because in uniform, I can't do stuff like that. You know, and it pains me that I can't do stuff like that, Tom. Like, I was in, I was at uh, Burger King the other day for lunch, and this older man made a comment about some of the workers being of the uh, Latin uh, descent and not, you know, speaking English and stuff. And I so bad wanted to say something, but I'm in uniform and I can't and I felt like an asshole. Um, But yeah, there's just many times we find ourselves in certain positions like that, that you want to like step in and Mm. defend somebody. Oh, yeah. You, You can't, you know, not when you're... 
Well, not when you're you representing. Know, yes, exactly. So it's 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 tough. So um, so you know, I was being a little truthful, but yes, you know, yeah, maybe I could try to stop something and, and get a kick in the face. Yeah, you know, I like that. There you much. go. So there's there's another there's another uh, idea for you guys there that that are listening. All right, uh, next one comes from uh, my favorite tweeter. Where have you been, uh, Crispy Kareem? Love that name. Yo, love it. I'm going to have to tweet him just, just to tell him that. Uh, but he says, good morning during the writing process for Cobra Kai. Is there ever a sense or belief of what Johnny and Daniel's politics are? We don't really think about it in political terms, but I'm pretty sure Johnny doesn't vote. I'm sure he doesn't know what voting is. I mean, the man's so out of touch with everything. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, all right. The next one comes from me, uh, Cobra Kai Pod. And I asked Mr. Hurwitz, who would go on your Mount Rushmore of characters from season one of Cobra Kai? And this tweet, um, I asked him that because recently I did a little Photoshop of my Mount Rushmore of four characters. So if you want to see who is on it, uh, check out our Twitter or our Instagram uh, to see that picture. Uh, his answer is Lynn, Daryl, Cruz, and Roland Zarkarian. To be honest, I fall in love with pretty much every character. It's impossible to pick. I, I got the, the answer to this. I'm going to copy and paste about uh, six dozen uh, you know, faces from Mount Rushmore, and then I'll include all the characters. See? Easy. Sure. Yeah, there we go. Uh, and just so, you know, for a little bit of context, uh, Lynn was a homeless woman, Lynn. Uh, Daryl was the announcer from the, uh, the tournament. Uh, Cruz is, uh, Robbie's friend who shaved off his mustache. And Roland is the son of the, uh, Mr. Zar, Zarkarian, uh, who upped the, the rent, uh, Cobra Kai and the, uh, convenience store. Right on. All right, next one comes from Tom. If you could narrow it down, what were the movies that made you want to become a filmmaker? Excellent question. Too many to count. To name a few, Back to the Future, Karate Kid, Naked Gun, Kingpin, Stand By Me, Goodfellas, Boogie Nights, Happiness, Mallrats, Rounders, Goonies, Quick Change. Now, all great movies. Um, the one that I'm kind of questioning, Happiness, is that the one with um, Lisa Kudrow? Do you know? I don't know if Lisa Kudrow's in it. If it's the movie that I'm thinking of, uh, it's a messed up, messed up movie. It might be older, right? Well, what year is, is the one you're thinking of? Uh, you know what? Let me look it up real quick. Uh, but it's got a, a really good cast. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, John Lovitz has a, probably the best thing he's ever done is in that movie. Hmm. Yeah, I I wonder if the one I'm thinking of thinking of is even called Happiness. Um, but yeah, a lot of great movies, and yeah, just just throwing out there that the first one he did list, Back to the Future. So oh, yeah. there we go. Uh, to answer your question though, uh, yes, it is the movie that I'm thinking of, and yes, it is a messed up, but brilliantly put together movie. Uh, and it came out in 1998. No, Lisa Kudrow, right? No. No? Okay. So, different movie then. Um, well, if you say it's a messed up movie, I don't know if I want to watch a messed up movie. Um, it, it's a good one. It's, it's just one, one of those ones mm. that you only need to watch once. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. So, continuing on, next one comes from Learning to Fly CA. How many writers are on season two? And follow-up, what are their approximate... Approximate ages when Credit Kid 
the original Karate Kid was released. In addition to Josh, Hayden, and I, we had six other writers. Most were either not born when Karate Kid came out or were under 10. Yeah, there we go. And I like that because I, uh, I feel like we have talked about this uh, before in one of the previous Q&A uh, episodes that we've done. But um, having like younger people, you know, helps as well as far as like the vernacular of how, you know, young people talk and stuff like that and pop culture, you know. So I, I do like that it's not a bunch of like older people trying to make young people exactly, sound hip. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's pretty amazing. And there we go. There's that number six that I was talking about. Uh, the next one comes from uh, at Nathan with a bunch of numbers. Will we see more pics of Cobra Kai filming for season two? Yes. Things have just been too crazy for me to find the time to post. I so wanted to reply and say, send it to me, I'll post for you. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, I wouldn't know what the captions are. There'd be a bunch of things that, you know, if he'd allow me to just come up with my own captions to be funny, I'd totally do it. All right. So next one comes from the Joe Card Cardamone. Uh, where can I audition to be a Cobra Kai character? The show is one of my favorites ever, and I would love to have the opportunity to try and be a part of it. Look up our casting directors online and have your agents reach out. Very simple. And um, I, I wish I had the name uh, with me right now, but yeah, th there was a couple that uh, have been shared before. Uh, the the um, the the agency that does you know background work and casting and stuff like that. So. Um, all right, next one comes from I am Joe King. My seven-year-old nephew is going as a Cobra Kai skeleton after watching the series. I love this. Excited to see a lot of excited to see a lot of Karate Kid and Cobra Kai inspired costumes this year. And I have to admit, I went to a bar last night and they had their uh, costume contest and all that. I have to admit, I was kind of disappointed that I didn't see any uh, like Johnny skeletons roaming around. I'm kind of disappointed you didn't dress up as anything from Cobra Kai. Uh, it was one of those last uh, minute spur of the moment type <laughs> things. So, all right, that's fair. Now I'm just throwing it out. Now, um, uh, I would recommend following our uh, Facebook page. Uh, it doesn't have very many uh, likes at this point because it's a it's a newer page. We came on that very late. Obviously, we have our group page, but in our group page, we're going to do a post uh, for everybody that is going to be dressing up. And we're going to share those pictures in uh, on the Facebook page. So if you want to follow and like the page, you'll get to see some of our uh, listeners and what they dressed up as. So uh, just a little little something there to throw out. Um, from you, Tom, at the Drunken Dork. So you know, just in case somebody you know people want to follow you, yeah. uh, can you finally settle the debate? New York thin crust versus Chicago deep dish. Which is better and why? And doesn't Chicago, don't they call their pizzas like pies? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I like both when well done, but I prefer New York pizza. The ratio of crust to sauce to cheese to toppings works best for me. <laughs> uh, I love that. To uh, me, you know, I, I can't agree with that. I, I, I prefer the heavy sauce. I prefer the chunky uh, toppings. I love the heavy, thick crust that you can chew on. To me, New York style is okay if you're in a pinch, but essentially it's like eating pizza toppings on a saltine. 
Yeah, I, I think um, my f- favorite c- companion host meter just went up a little bit higher there. <laughs> uh, and if anybody wants to know my opinion, my favorite type of pizza is a uh, is a hot one. So there we go. Um, now let's see here. Uh, do you have mod pizza uh, where where you're from, Tom? No, I, at least I'm not familiar with the the phrase. Uh, mod pizza is uh, basically like a subway for pizza. Oh, really? So, yeah, so you just get in line, and there's must be, gosh, I don't know, eight to 12 different types of pizzas that you can pick that's already, you know, made a certain way. And then you go through your line, and you add, you know, any uh, anything else you want, you know, any other vegetables, any other meats, and, you know, it's, um, and then they throw it in the oven, and you pay eight $8 and some change, and you enjoy yourself a four-slice pizza. Nice. Pretty amazing stuff. So I'm sure really you may good. have something like it, but it's a it's definitely a chain over here. And I don't I don't know if it's specific to the uh, to the Pack West, but um, yeah. Anytime I'm in mood for a pizza and don't want to like order a, like a big one for a family and just get one for myself, I go to Mod Pizza. So no, it sounds amazing, and I'm incredibly uh, jealous of you right now. Yeah, yeah. I I'll have to show you a picture of the next one uh, that that I order. Matter of fact, that sounds good. I might have one for lunch. <laughs> Um, this one, this next one is pretty exciting because, uh, I, I feel it's a review in the near future for, uh, another show that I do here. But, uh, you tweeted out and said, holy crap, for years I felt like I was the only one who remembered Quick Change. I did. Uh, you never ever hear people talk about that movie, but it's incredible. It, it, it's one of those great movies where the writers set up all of the pieces of the story and they put all of those pieces into play in just a, a, a fun, amazing way. It's it's such an underrated movie. Okay, um, I have seen it one time, and I want to give a little shout out because he's been giving us all types of love on on his appearances on on other shows. But uh, uh, Mike Masunis, uh, host of Sweep the Leg podcast, he has reviewed Quick Change uh, with his um, co-host uh, Jameson. And uh, that was the first time I'd seen it. So, you know, he on, on his show, he announces what he's going to review, give, you know, listeners a chance to, you know, f- send in feedback. And so I, I watched the movie. I sent in a feedback. And I feel like I might have given it like a four out of five. You know, like I, I did enjoy it. You know, Bill Murray's, um, uh, he directed it, right? I don't believe he did. I, I could be wrong, though. Oh, okay. So, I mean, this is a few years back, uh, but I did recently listen to a guest appearance that Mike made on another show, and he didn't even need to, but somehow he uh, seemed to, or he managed to give a shout out to Cobra Kai Companion because um, he was talking about he was introducing his show, and the the show he was on, the host also knows me. And so he was like, hey, you know, you know, Peter, blah, 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 has gone on to do Cobra Kai Companion. And so he gave a plug and didn't even need to. So I, I did appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but uh, yeah, d- definitely check out uh, Sweep the Lake podcast if you guys want to uh, hear his review of Quick Change. But uh, sounds like some, uh, sounds like one that Tom might be interested in joining I me for Plus That was a great yeah. movie. And I, I have to stand corrected. Bill Murray was the co-director of that movie. Co-director. Okay. Uh, how about uh, writing? Who, who wrote the movie? Uh, Howard Franklin, who was uh, the other co-director, based it off of the book by Jay Cronley. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was based on a book, but there, there you go. Uh, I I just remember 
you know, Randy Quaid and, and Bill Murray and, and a clown. So there you go. Um, the next one. Nope. I got the last word in. All right. Yeah. That, that is it. So. Oh, but, uh, real quick, uh, Mr. Hurwitz, uh, his comments on Quick Change was, uh, arguably the most underappreciated movie of all time. Simply brilliant. And uh, to say it again, I, I agree. If you've never watched it, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's a great movie. Yeah. I love those, um, those underappreciated type movies. You know, I definitely have some, but they might more so be guilty pleasures. I feel like I, I don't know if they're as good as Quick Change. You know, like if I would recommend it and somebody watch it, I don't know if they love it as much as me, but I definitely have like a list of movies I feel that are underappreciated, don't get enough attention. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we all do. So I want to thank everyone for uh, checking out these episodes. Um, I kind of mentioned it earlier in. Uh, the beginning that, uh, or teased rather, that, uh, you know, we had uh, some reviews. So we got some reviews, uh, which Tom will go ahead and read now. And uh, this one is from Rick at, well, not at, but JDev9999, five stars, the best. And he says, the best Cobra Kai podcast, period. Simple, straight to the point. Love it. Well, thank you. That's yeah. uh, flattering. <laughs> All right, and uh, the next one comes from, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, but uh, I'm just, I know who it's from, so I'm just going to say Bobby W. Uh, he says, this podcast is great, five stars. I binged the whole first season of Cobra Kai. Of course, I have watched it several times, but this podcast gives us something fresh and new to hold us over till season two. It also gives us great insight to the actors and characters. I love it. So thanks, Bobby. Yeah, thanks for thank the you. Uh, for the yeah for, for for the great review. We've been asking, and people have been coming through. So I do appreciate that. Uh, the next one comes from friend of the show, Pialani, uh, Sensei Pialani, and also <laughs> I just uh, I want to throw it out. She also uh, is the one that hooked me up with the interview with uh, William Christopher Ford from Part Three uh, a little over a year ago. So she says Peter and Tom are killing it. Is that understood? Five stars. <laughs> high praise. High Very praise high indeed. Praise. Thank you. Yes, Pialani has been on my show uh, a number of times too. And um, I, I I remember I asked her to come on to do Surf Ninjas, uh, Ernie Reyes Jr. Uh, she wasn't a big fan of that one. But, you know, <laughs> she's a little bit older than me. And, you know, I watched that when I was like 10 years old. So so she's, you know, coming in as a, as a you know, older woman. And it's just like, what is this nonsense? You were just talking about underappreciated movies, too, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, there we go. So uh, she says their enthusiasm for the show is evident in their interviews and coverage. Peter and Tom put a lot of heart into their podcast. And you should subscribe. You can take your asthma and your peanut allergies and all that other made-up bullshit outside. Is that understood? <laughs> so, <laughs> so we we can tell what her favorite quote is yes. uh, from the show. So that's a good one. Um, but those are real things. I, I think is the response <laughs> from Miguel. So uh, very good scene. So thanks, Pialani, Bobby, and Rick yes, for your thank guys. Thank you. Thank uh, you. 
Yeah, for your reviews, this is gonna help out the show so much. You know,、uh, giving us more visibility and you know、um, help us climb a little bit higher in those search results too. So if you guys want to leave a review like these fine folk,、uh, just go on iTunes or、uh, Apple Podcasts. Leave as as little as a, a star rating. If you want to write something, that's great too.、Uh, if you want to let us know how we're doing,、uh, anything we could do differently, or maybe a suggestion of something you would like to hear, we're definitely、uh, open to suggestions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you want us to review、uh, one of the guys or anything else, let us know. Oh yeah, no that that movie review is definitely coming because we have a guest for that,、uh, and also Crossroad. I don't I don't remember if there's an S Crossroads or Crossroad, the one with Ralph Macchio. So we got at least two there, and、um, a, a number of others, you know, including、uh, Billy Zapka's、uh, Most. So that's going to be all coming、uh, at some point or another.、Uh, so yeah, if you guys are newer to our, our show, we've done you know many、uh, interviews as we have mentioned, and a lot of other bonus episodes too. Just kind of reacting to certain things that are being released and revealed. So uh, definitely uh, check us out.、Uh, we got a group page、uh, which I mentioned earlier. If you want to join in on the fun,、uh, we do get some exclusivity、uh, in terms of some content. Um, you know, we've had、uh, videos made by Gianni Dicenzo, who just had a birthday. So happy belated birthday, sir!、Uh, also, we had a video made by Aaron Bradley Danger as well. Uh, so uh, awesome group of people, diehard fans. You can find us on Facebook by searching www. period Cobra Kai period TV A and B group, and you spell out the words period. Now, if you want to interact with us on other、uh, on social media and not Cobra Kai related, you can find me at Podstalgic on Instagram and Twitter. And if you're hearing this now, eh? Well, if you're interested in checking out our Thoughts on the new Halloween movie? Check out Podstalgic, and if it's not there yet, it will be there soon.、Uh, and where can listeners find you, Tom?、Uh, well, I am on、uh, Facebook. You can find me at、uh, my show's group page. It's called Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. On Twitter, you can find me again at the Drunken Dork.、Uh, beyond that, I co-host a、uh, little show called Jake and Tom Conquer the World.、Uh, we're on a bit of a, a hiatus as I、uh, recharge my batteries, but、uh, we'll be back soon enough. All right, and that's.、Uh... Yeah, th- that will do it. So I want to thank everybody for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Cobra Kai Pod and Instagram at Cobra Kai Podcast. So thanks again. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.